This is the Tan Report. I'm your host, Tan Trung. I've always gotten a bit skeptical and annoyed when I hear about certain shortages. Let me give you some examples. You ever notice that around Thanksgiving time, there's always some chatter about a shortage of things like cranberries. So the cranberry sauce for the turkey is going to be in jeopardy. Or there's not enough pumpkins, so pumpkin pie may be out of the question after that turkey. It's great fodder for TV news and social media, but if you don't like pumpkin pie or prefer gravy instead of cranberry sauce in your Thanksgiving turkey, then your world keeps on turning. Shortages tend to matter to us when they're relevant to us. So I finally have encountered a shortage that is very relevant to me, and apparently many other people. And it has to do with a shortage of sriracha, which is an Asian-style hot sauce that is thicker than most other hot sauces, such as Tabasco. It's like a pureed chili paste, kind of sour, spicy, but not burn-your-tongue-off spicy, and its thicker body gives it a tangible texture. The shortage specifically deals with one brand of sriracha, made by Huifeng Foods in California. It comes in a clear plastic bottle with a green cap and has a rooster, or as some of the less mature folks out there like to refer to it, a cock, as its signature symbol. Right now, those bottles are very hard to find. I usually get all my Asian-related supplies at the Hong Kong market on Berman Highway on the west bank of the Mississippi River. But for months, I couldn't find any of that green cap sriracha sauce. Like many Vietnamese and other Asian immigrants, I grew up with sriracha in my house, so as an adult, there's always sriracha in my fridge. But that's not the case now, because for a second straight year, Huifeng Foods hasn't been able to crank out their sriracha as they did in the past. Here's a quick explanation courtesy of social media. By now you've heard of the sriracha shortage. It's not on tables and it's not on shelves. So how did this happen to the Irwindale-based company? Let's get into it. Last summer, Hoi Fung Foods, the maker of sriracha, announced a shortage of the red chili peppers it uses to make the sauce. And Weifang goes through a ton of chili peppers. 50,000 tons to be precise every year. They source their chili peppers from multiple regions in Mexico, but due to weather conditions affecting the quality of chili peppers, they haven't been able to get the quantity they need to produce their awesome sauce. Now the company says they still don't know when their supply will bounce back. A manager at a market in Alhambra says whenever... The thing you should know about sriracha is that it's one of the most recognizable and utilized hot sauces in Asian restaurants and grocery stores around the country, and quite possibly around the world. So with a limited supply of sriracha and a sky-high demand for it, a bottle of sriracha that usually goes for around $4 can be on the internet right now selling for 35 bucks and even higher. Sriracha is selling for hundreds of dollars. There's been this shortage going on for a very long time, over a year, but now it's kind of gaining news again because people are reselling it on Amazon and eBay. Some bottles are going for $120. If you love Sriracha, we have some bad news for you. There's an ongoing shortage of it and it's only getting worse. Here's the thing, some brands are sold out everywhere. Bottles are going for as much as $100, right? Too much for me. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can we talk about the sriracha shortage? I love sriracha. I eat sriracha every single day. And when this was half bottle, I went to the grocery store to get more and I didn't see it on the shelf. So I went to two other grocery stores, three Asian grocery stores, and I couldn't find any. And then I saw on Amazon that you can buy two bottles for $35. And of course, being the sriracha addict that I am, I bought it. What am I doing with my life? Okay, you may be thinking I'm weird. Or, this shortage is not the end of the world. And you're right on both points. But this is a big deal in the $1.5 billion hot sauce industry in the U.S. For what it's worth, the New York Times ran a feature on the sriracha shortage last month. 
And maybe it's been a slow summer of news, but the scarcity of sriracha has been making the rounds on local and national TV. Welcome back to News Hour. Who among us is not a fan of that delicious red hot sriracha sauce? Well, it appears an ongoing drought in Mexico is causing a severe shortage of chili peppers, the main ingredient of sriracha. The supply chain and weather-related issues could make it hard to find sriracha hot sauce this summer. Emily Wilkins is in our D.C. newsroom with more on that hot story. Very, very spicy story, Tyler. Ahoy Fung Foods, whose sriracha hot sauce has been increasingly hard to find on store shelves, is blaming a drought in northern Mexico for a limited supply of chilies and sauce shortages. Hoi Fung told CNBC... So what is it about sriracha that's got some people making spoof videos treating it like some hard-to-find street drug? I need some, bro. Oh, let's go. Let's go. We're really doing this? I'm not scared. You know you want it. I see the horizon, boy. Follow us to the car. Okay, yeah. How many fluid ounces we need? Enough for one dumpling or a bowl of pho? I mean, how many pieces of dim sum are we talking about? I just want a hot sauce, bro. You know what? Squirt them out. Hoping to dive deeper into Sriracha, I headed north on Airline Highway in Louisiana to Metairie. My name is Peter Wynn. I'm a chef, owner, founder, CEO of Bunny Boys. We're at our Metairie location here on Airline and Transcontinental. And how do I fit in here? I think we're here to talk about Sriracha, man. <laughs> Like me, Peter Wynn is Vietnamese-American and grew up with sriracha. As a Vietnamese boy in Louisiana, what was your, what was your relationship with sriracha? I think sriracha's relationships with sriracha is kind of like anybody from the South's relationship with like Crystal's hot sauce or, you know, Tabasco or something like that. It's just something that's necessary on the table, more, more important to me than ketchup, really, <laughs> you know? But that's, that's my relationship with sriracha, especially also, I think, for the Asian culture. It's, 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 it's one of those staples that's, like, on your table. In a part of the country where the po' boy sandwich is an essential part of the food pyramid, Peter has made a name for himself selling the Vietnamese equivalent of po' boys, the bun mi, which are usually served on a slightly smaller baguette, stuffed with things like pickled vegetables, some jalapenos, cilantro, and it never hurts to squirt some, you guessed it, sriracha on your bun mi. Peter opened up Bun Me Boys at a gas station in Metairie. The company was established in 2015, but we actually, due to construction delays, we opened up in May 2016. Yeah, this was, this was like bare minimum. Like out here, there's just probably like six little square tables with little metal seats, nothing on the walls, straight gray walls. And we're, I was just trying to figure it out. So it was a, it was a cool little journey of going from nothing to four locations <laughs> from here. Bun Me Boys is now a franchise. It has another restaurant location in uptown New Orleans, and Peter has expanded outside of Louisiana. Last month, Bun Me Boys in South Carolina became a reality. Peter's next location will be Colleen, Texas. He's in his 30s and has big plans to showcase his food, which is influenced by his Vietnamese and New Orleans roots. It's always this is my city. I want to I want to shine light on it. You know, everywhere I go, I want to because that's why Po Boys on the menu. You know, what I'm saying that's why this is a, it's a New Orleans based company. So everywhere I go, there has to be that New Orleans stamp. You know what I mean? And my goal here is to do for Vietnamese by me what kind of like Panda Express did for Chinese food. That's my ultimate goal. Not too many people know that, but I want to be that nationwide of a brand to be the first like Vietnamese. Um, you know, the food chain. Like, I, my initial goal, like, I've said it before, like, I want it to be the Shake Shack of Bun Me. That is my goal. That's a hell of a goal. That is a hell of a goal, but I think, you know, I'm on that path, and the growth is, that potential is there, so that's, that's, 
that's going to be my legacy. <laughs> I mean, not to put too much pressure on you, do you feel like there's, there's sort of a role of being an ambassador of New Orleans-based, Vietnamese-based cuisine and how that, that, that flavor can kind of be combined and then offered to people? For me, that gets the tricky part, right? Because, you know, I still get some people come in you know, obviously we're like a fusion. I like to say some of my menu kind of dabbles in that New Orleans Vietnamese fusion, but really, overall, my inspiration drives from Southern food in general and Asian food in general. That's the two things I enjoy. That's where I grew up from. That's essentially who I am. But um, but people come in and be like, "This is not Vietnamese food," but I'm like, "Obviously, obviously it's not." We have the traditional stuff, but um. Yeah, you're gonna. I don't want to be the ambassador of Vietnamese or be the ambassador of New Orleans. I want to be the ambassador of who I am as an individual, you know. But it's, I am have a hint of, you know, I'm from New Orleans, I'm Vietnamese. But that's, I don't want that to be forefront of. That's my identity. Yeah, that's my background. But this is, this is me as an individual. And I think that's the tough part for, especially for minorities in general. Sometimes is that our ethnic makeup sometimes people want to put that on us mm-hmm. to say you need to kind of carry the carry the goal or carry the football over the, the the goal line to kind of represent for everybody and really sometimes you just want to be yourself exactly so would you say sriracha has always been part of bun me boys since since the start for sure for sure sriracha is like one of those condiments that's like hot sauce to a pub boy it's, it's like sriracha to a bun me it's an aesthetic to the restaurant as well, you know? Look, I got, I got sriracha on the wall right here. <laughs> yes, I didn't even you know? notice that. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's part of the aesthetic. So. Right behind where Peter was sitting was a mural with a bottle of sriracha at the top. Tell me about sriracha and your, your customers here. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine that a lot of people that either are unfamiliar with bun mi or Vietnamese food or Asian food in general, they tend to not know about sriracha until they come into an establishment or a place like yours. Like, mm-hmm. Do you see people kind of get turned into sriracha fans when they when they come to Bunny Boys or a place like this? Oh, for sure, because I think um, a lot of people they see the sauces and they, they're like curious to see what I do with the sauces, what I do. With the so they come in and then you know they're putting all the sauces in there. They're doing hoisin sriracha, which is like kind of crazy to me. But I mean, yeah, people love spicy over here, so obviously they're gonna doubt some stuff with sriracha, you know. But uh, I think that's, that's that's their first introduction as well, you know. Just like how I think they come familiarize it with like a shrimp pool boy, you add the hot sauce, so, but I mean, you're gonna add the sriracha, it's kinda like one on one. That's why it's kinda like has that similarity in both sandwiches. At Bun Me Boys, sriracha isn't just in the bottles at the table as an add on. They find ways to incorporate sriracha into what they're serving. We use it to, uh, you know, we have our faux wings. We use it to dress our faux wings and like our sauces, honey sriracha sauce. We use it in a lot of our, our sauces. That's like, it's, it's a part of the ingredient. And uh, yeah, we use it a lot. So we do go through a lot of sriracha. It's a big part. It's a big part. How have you adapted? Because again, I saw the, the sriracha bottles that you have on the counter now are not the green, the green cap. Sriracha. That yeah, that's, most of us that's are three using. mountain brands. So that's from uh, grabbing. You know, those are just for you know counter. Bring to your counter or tables over here. So I get that. I get that from the Asian market over at uh, Kinyang on the West Bank. But uh, that's a pretty decent brand. But that's just to replace a bottle because I think right now people see Sriracha bottles. They're going for one hundred twenty dollars a bottle. Something like pocketing in and then prayers is. I've, in South Carolina, <laughs> I had somebody steal our Sriracha already. What? Yeah. Yes, in South Carolina, yeah, somebody stole the bottle, so we had to. 
we had to buy our own squeeze bottles, put our sticker on it, and get the red cap, get, even for the hoisin, and then just fill it up so people not stealing the nostalgic bottle and, like, you know, people just want to have it, like, oh, I got a bottle. What do you think that says about what the situation is about the shortage and also how popular Sriracha is? This, this, uh, this is what I don't say. Well, yeah, that's what I don't get, right? This is the second time I'm having a shortage. How are all these other companies able to make Sriracha, but Hui Fung can't make Sriracha? I would think as a large company, you would be able to outsource another pepper or something, right? You know what I mean? That's why, I don't know. It's kind of lingers in my brain. What is really going on? There is a mystery. <laughs> Peter, you're onto a mystery. <laughs> you know, it's the second time. You think at the first time you would learn what to do to prepare for it again. But now it's happening again. Peter brings up a really good question. Is there some deeper issue other than Hui Fung Foods being able to get enough chilies? There hasn't been much coming from the company. In a statement last month, Hui Fung basically said it's dealing with a, quote, shortage of raw material and didn't have any estimates on when that would change. But sriracha is being made, just not the brand that the world has come to associate with sriracha in general. So it's not like there's no alternative, but brand loyalty can be powerful. Companies spend ungodly amounts of money to build it. Think of it this way. There is a ton of variation with chicken nuggets out there, but you definitely know when you're eating a McNugget from McDonald's. By the way, McNuggets are pretty good with sriracha. It's crazy seeing people are no way. I'm not buying a bottle of sriracha for $120 at all. <laughs> I've seen people online. They said they will. They will fork over the money for well, those, sriracha. Those are some diehard fans. Those are diehard fans. There's there's plenty of uh, different stuff out there, but definitely Hui Fung is the like the Coca-Cola of sriracha. You know what I mean? So, what do you, why do you think sriracha has gotten so popular? Like, what is it about sriracha? I mean, I, I guess because we I grew up on it. You grew up on it. Maybe I didn't think it was a big deal, but now seeing that there's a shortage in what people are willing to pay and jacking people for bottles at restaurants mm-hmm. in South Carolina, like, why is it so popular? I think it's just one of those layers in the like the, the Asian food culture. It's like you know people people when people discover pho, they got obsessed with pho, and now like it's another layer of that. People discover sriracha, they become obsessed with that too. It's like something new that that's coveted and and very popular in one segment of the culture. That it kind of like branches out and becomes the culture grows from that. You know, so once they got exposed to sriracha, that's all people knew, right? So because that was like the number one brand everybody usually had. So once that became that that kind of like expanded out because you start seeing the restaurants once people got a taste they probably just fell in love I mean it is a really good sauce nice little fresh you know it's got good body it's, it's got good it's texture got it. to it it doesn't yeah. it's not overwhelming yeah it's, to it's, me. it's probably one of the only sauces that really has like a like a freshness to it yeah. if it makes sense you know what I mean it's hard to replicate that yeah and the to me, like the burn on the tongue lasts for a little bit, but it's not all day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there some hot sauces go over overboard with it, that they overwhelm with heat and you don't have taste. But like sriracha, still has the, the sour, the spice to it, the kick level, and then it and then it goes. And, you know, it's fine. Then you can have it with like a Vietnamese iced coffee. And it's, yeah, and it's all versatile when it comes to recipes too. You can add it and and add it as a heat element to anything. As Hui Fung Foods continues to struggle to produce its version of sriracha, there's opportunity for competition. So we have, we have to do our own like, kind of like R&D and see which brands are, you know, kind of close to that standard of the same taste. Because, I mean, they have, it's, it's crazy how so much variation. They have like sweet srirachas. They have different color srirachas. I've seen green. I've seen yellow. They're like all kinds. But they, some of them do taste the same. So that's kind of a cool thing also because, you know, in the market, when things aren't there, you need to find a solution. 
so it's kind of challenges also also I'm, I'm also a curious guy to see what other people are doing so uh, there's there's a lot of other brands getting a lot of uh, light right now and there's also companies that's making their own sriracha's right now so everybody's using the opportunity to kind of like seize the moment but um the only tough part is, you know, they have these companies doing it, but they're not doing it to uh, restaurant service scale. So I need, I need, I need sriracha by the gallons, so and by the cases. So, uh, luckily, you know, oddly enough, you know, it's crazy. Um, I remember when uh, I was working with uh, Tabasco back then, they gave me a sample of their sriracha, and it's actually pretty decent. Wait, Tabasco, Tabasco, yes. sriracha, yes, is actually pretty decent. Why is this news to me? Like, how come I didn't know about this? I mean, is this available now? Yes, it's available. Well, I don't know if it's available now because, you know, it's, it's here one week, it's gone the next week, you know. But, yeah, Tabasco is actually pretty decent. Okay, I'll be the first to admit, I may have totally missed it when Tabasco, which is based here in Louisiana and has been the dominant number one in the hot sauce industry, started making sriracha. But that's a big deal in my eyes because it's culturally close to me. The founder of Hui Fung came to the U.S. from Vietnam the same year my family and I came. Forbes magazine posted a video on YouTube earlier this year featuring one of its staff writers, discussing how Sriracha's presence and popularity has grown in the States. So what's really interesting about Hui Fung is that, you know, it's never done any direct advertising. It's only pretty much grown through word of mouth. Initially, its main customers were Chinese-American, Vietnamese-American communities, restaurants, markets in L.A. and Southern California. And it's just spread, you know, organically since then. Sriracha is now everywhere, right? It's really become a cult product. And it's a very unique example of a product that has gone from being, I guess, fairly niche initially to being so widely used to the point that it's now the third largest hot sauce in uh, the country, according to a market research firm Ibis World. And it's only behind Tabasco, which has been around since 1868. And then Frank's Red Hot, which is owned by McCormick, right? A publicly traded spices giant. So for a company like Weifang that was only founded in 1980 to reach that level, competing with a company that's got, you know, more than 150 years of history in Tabasco and, and then a, you know, massive publicly traded corporation is, is really astounding. So David Tran, he's the founder of Weifang Foods. He had actually started producing um, a hot sauce using the chilies that were grown on his brother's land in South Vietnam after the war ended. In 1978, there was a lot of pressure from the communist Vietnamese government on citizens of Chinese origin, like David Tran and his family, to leave the country. And so he and his son and his wife, as well as other members of his family, um, ended up leaving Vietnam as refugees. They had to leave on different uh, trawlers. He left on a freighter called Hui Phong in December 1978, which is actually how he got the name of the company eventually. So they ended up moving to LA in January of 1980. In the first two months of business in 1980, the company brought in $2,300. And he would actually sell the, the bottles of, of hot sauce out of a blue Chevy van, driving around LA to different uh, Vietnamese and Chinese markets to sell it. There was actually a study made in 2015 by the NPD group, which showed that nearly one in 10 uh, households in the U.S. stock Sriracha, and actually higher than that if you look at households uh, with people um, under the age of 35. A lot of people don't even know that Sriracha is made in the U.S., right? If you look at the bottle, it's written in Vietnamese and Chinese. The people have this idea that it's more authentic because they might believe that it comes from outside the U.S. It's not, right? It's a, it's a product made by David Tran and his family, who's he's American. Uh, but obviously, he, he came from Vietnam. He started making it in Vietnam. 
it has that authenticity and that simple recipe and the ingredients that he's used have never changed. The recipe's always been the same. But what's really interesting is one of his main phrases I've seen a lot that he said to me also over email is that he's just focused on making a rich man's hot sauce at a poor man's price. Obviously, I'm culturally biased, but I can't help wanting Hoi Fung to bounce back and start cranking out its sriracha again. Nobody seems to know when that could happen, so businesses like Bun Me Boys don't have much choice but to consider alternatives. First time, luckily, you know, suppliers let us know that to get ahead of it. So I, I heard them just bought up as much inventory from anywhere I could just to stay ahead of it. As well as, you know, every time they say, they start limiting cases, like, okay, we just got it in. You don't only get two cases. I was like, all right, take it in. So I already had, I already had overstock, but I was kept feeding that overstock to make sure I didn't never felt, you know, never ran out. At the same time, I was also studying other brands, see who, who was pushing out similar product to Sriracha, to Huifeng. Sriracha, and because um, I think right now the top two that's pretty close that did it is the Tabasco is pretty similar. Uh, it's still wild to me that Tabasco does Sriracha. Dude, try Tabasco Sriracha. It's actually pretty decent. Um, Kikkoman have a stock as well, but I think Kikkoman is like way more spicy, way more spicy than the normal Sriracha. But it's like same kind of flavor. But yeah, to be honest, I think the closest one. For me, I don't know, I'm, I might just be something in my head, but Tabasco is pretty close. So what do you think that says about this popularity of Sriracha if, like, Tabasco is making it? Man, Sriracha, if, if, if we Fong keeps having shortages, they might, they might lose their number one spot, <laughs> you know? There's so many people making Sriracha trying to compete for that spot now, so it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, uh, supply and demand for them kind of went up, but at the same time, they, they're taking a risky chance of losing themselves as as being a competitor, because so many people are trying new things now because they have to find alternatives. So that's the tricky part. Do you think you'll you'll switch at all? I mean, if because right now it seems like you're a believer in this Tabasco sriracha. I mean, Tabasco, yeah, but you know, sriracha is always a, a childhood thing. I mean, if they're around, I'll buy. It, but if their prices are up, I'm at the uh, make my own green bottles. <laughs> Something tells me Peter hasn't been the only one to contemplate that idea. And sure, Sriracha may never get to a point that it takes the number one spot away from Tabasco. But it's hard to deny that Sriracha has become a part of Louisiana's food landscape, where brands like Crystal, Tabasco, and Louisiana Hot Sauce have dominated for so long. And while we may be suffering some really brutal temperatures down here so far this summer, the absence of Huifeng Sriracha is causing people like me to ask for a more specific kind of heat. In Metairie, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.